0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Alright everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, it is Tuesday, so I'm here, I'm Luke Bronx Locked On Vikings, here with Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints here to talk a little salary cap today of course there's a lot of cap moves a lot of teams are in a lot of trouble with the cap going down cuz of the revenue hit from 2020 and all that and of course we also have your Tuesday fantasy forum we're going to be talking a little bit about maybe one of the best dynasty weapons to come down the pipeline in uh in the 2021 draft and I'm just going to leave it a little mystery I'm going to I'm going to leave it shrouded in shadow so you can guess throughout the whole life of the podcast who that actually ends up being but first let's talk a little bit about the salary cap here unlocked on, on NFL Ross. We've picked a couple of teams that are in. We'll call it some trouble. They, they've They're, got some yeah. work to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got the Eagles, the Saints, a couple other teams. So I guess, but here's the thing: I'm really excited to do this one because you finally get to explain the Saints to me. Because you've been saying on this show and like off air, "I oh no, the Saints will be fine. They can do this. They can do that. They'll be totally fine. It's not as hard as it looks." So yep. b- bring me through it. I am, I'm 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 in the class now. Teacher, tell me how the Saints are getting out of this.
2: Yeah. So basically, the way that you handle the Saints salary cap is that you restructure as many contracts as possible and make the future somebody else's problem. That's really been <laughs> sort of <laughs> really sort of been. <laughs> VMO <laughs> for the Saints for the most sure. part. Anyway, Responsible, yeah. You know, just just push it on down the road, and everything and everything will will eventually end up being fine because eventually it won't be their
0: responsibility to handle it anymore. Ross, so, I have some
2: credit card debt consolidation
0: hotline numbers. I'm going to just type them here in the chat. You can
2: you can just take those.
0: Uh, yeah. home with you and, and you know, do what you have to with that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I will uh, do whatever I can to spend everything that I ha- don't have right now. That way I can just pay <laughs> for it later. Um, and that's basically what the Saints can do, if we're being fully honest. Like, There's a lot of contracts actually that are already structured to allow them to do this. You look at Teron Armstead's contract. There's two voidable years at the end of the deal that have no base salary right now going into 2023 and 2024. That is perfect for them to be able to extend that contract or rather restructure that contract and then push money. uh, That's a part of basically anytime that you're restructuring a contract, you're taking a piece of that base salary and it's either a max restructure or you're taking a portion of the base salary and you're turning it into a signing bonus, which allows you to spread it out over a few years. And then at the same time, you can add on ghost years or void years to be able to push that out over time. That's already done for Teron Armstead's contract. So you'd look at guys like Teron Armstead, Michael Thomas, Andrus Pete, DeMario Davis, David Onyemata. These are five guys right off the top that they can restructure and then push their salary into future years, because there's not really any intent to move on from these guys anytime soon. A contract like maybe Cameron Jordan's, they could also restructure and push forward, but how much longer are you going to go with the, the aging vet, right? So it's a little bit more complicated to restructure. Those guys, the other things that are really easy for them to do is they can essentially restructure Taysom Hill's contract by adding a year to his contract and then pushing a part of his, a portion of his salary down the road, which I think they're going to want to do anyway, especially if they are able to retain Jameis Winston, because they're not going to want to pay Taysom Hill $16 million to not be their quarterback, right? Yeah. And then you can look at a couple of other moves that they can do. Uh, They can renegotiate a contract with Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander's due like over $13 million in 2021. And the Saints had absolutely no intent on paying that when they traded for him. He was going to be a half-year rental, and then that was going to be it. But because he now has the Achilles injury, and he has an injury guarantee of $2 million that kicks in in April, there's no way he's going to recover in time for him to be able to be released. He's not going to pass any kind of a physical or any of that. So he's going to be on the roster for that $2 million. So more than likely, since they're going to have to pay him in 2021 anyway, they could just cut him, take the two hundred that $2 million hit and save the rest of that money. Or they could potentially essentially renegotiate a contract with that $2 million as a new base on that. And then really, in terms of cutting players, they have some options, but not guys that they need to cut, but Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Brown. Uh, Thomas Morstead, Patrick Robinson, and Jared Cook are kind of the five or five guys that they could choose to move on from. And, you know, Thomas said saves like two and a half million dollars. So how much does that really matter to you? Same thing for Patrick Robinson. But those are some players that they could move on from that help them get under signing, get under the salary cap, allow them to be able to go out there and try to restructure and, and maybe make a couple more moves so that they can go and pull as many of these incoming free agents or outgoing free agents as possible. But that's really, quote unquote, all it takes all of the mechanisms are already there because of the escalators and de-escalators had already built their contracts. Now right. it's just they about plan going, to do all this. Yeah, exactly. Now it's just about going ahead, doing it and then being able to retain as much of the in-house talent as possible.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I think there's just like the question of that is how much are you borrowing from future years and will you be able to afford to borrow from those future years? And, you know, who are the pending free agents that will become free agents after 2021 that now, you know, can you not sign someone or will will you not be able to do it? And then of course there's the big burning question about all of this. I think all of this is kind of a drop in the bucket compared to what happens at the quarterback position. If the saints go forward with Taysom Hill and they really truly believe in that, then this is a fine plan. That'll totally work out. Assuming, Taysom Hill works out. It'll work out exactly as well as Taysom Hill works out. And I think the same is true. Like it'll work out exactly as well as Jameis Winston works out. And right. that'll kinda of define what happens with the Saints and everything else is just sort of back end calculation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, keeping talent is obviously something The Saints are going to very much be interested in. But after 2021, the pending free agents list, especially because they can also save money this year by extending Ryan Ramchek and Marshawn Lattimore, they don't actually have to move on from them. By extending them, they can actually knock down their fifth year option costs. And so they can save anywhere between three to seven million dollars per player on that. Then that really means that going into the next season, your biggest free agents going into 2022 are guys like maybe Marcus Davenport, Josh Hill, not the biggest names, guys that you really need to be too entirely concerned about. So they they have a really good hold on the talent that they need to maintain right now and that they want to maintain for a couple more years that would allow them to be able to to do this and, and stretch that future out for a couple seasons.
0: Yeah. So I guess I, I want to move on to the other team that I think people are kind of wondering, like, okay,
2: how do they get out of this? And that's the Philadelphia Yeah, I, I'm team. really interested in this one because I have no idea how they do this.
0: This was really like mega tough. So basically the Eagles have an aging roster. And I think right now if the Eagles are truly going to trade Carson Wentz, which I did this whole simulation kind of assuming that they would trade Wentz and trade Ertz because we've heard those rumors a little bit. And so I just kind of mm-hmm. said, okay, let's say they do that. Uh, then... From that point, I think that sort of gives you a sense for where Howie Roseman is trying to take the team. And maybe the reason that they got rid of Doug Peterson because Doug Peterson didn't have the same vision as him is because I think Howie... Roseman wants to try to do a little bit of a kind of retooling get a little bit of younger kind of deal and maybe Doug Peterson wanted to stay the course and go all in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't think this is that moment for the Eagles. I don't think they can afford to and I don't think it would be smart to try to make this that moment to mortgage so much of your future and just kind of keep the band together with with bubblegum and duct tape just for one more year of like maybe going 10 and six. Mm -hmm. I I think what they're going to try to do. Is tear it down not all the way, not strip it for parts entirely, like what we saw you know, Jacksonville do, but right. just sort of tear down some of the aging players and replace them with younger players that I think some of them, are, you know, they, they've got players who are who are ready to go. You can do stuff like if you assume Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz are traded, that saves a little bit off of their about fifty million over right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can restructure Brandon Brooks. Now a lot of brand, uh, people in Philadelphia aren't. Crazy high on Brandon Brooks right now because he just missed a season with an Achilles injury, he's 32, and he'd be coming off of that and, you know, committing further to that maybe isn't as wise. They also, the the guy who played right guard in his stead wasn't horrible. Um, so maybe they want to get rid of Brandon Brooks but he's on a contract that's difficult to cut or trade like successfully so I say restructure he's got a little bit of uh, like kind of extra dead weight on his contract on the back end and you can sort of use that to spread out some of that cap hit you uh, can plan to do the same thing with Lane Johnson's contract in my simulation I didn't touch it but you can kind of do similar stuff like that to Lane Johnson's contract which has Mm -hmm. like three void years on the end of it in 2026 27 and 28 so he's planning to be in Philadelphia for a long time. Um, I didn't actually touch Darius Slay. You could, but Mm, I didn't mm because I like him as a cornerback. You could try to trade him, but I said, you know, takes two to tango. I don't want to assume too many trades, but I did trade Javon Hargrave. I think Javon Hargrave might be the, the, the bullet you have to bite here because Mm -hmm. you'll probably have to trade him for not getting enough back just to have someone take on his contract but it does save you uh about five and a half million which is really important and then just moving on from some of the older players you know Fletcher Cox has been amazing he's been maybe the second best defensive tackle in the league next to Aaron Donald uh, depending on who's hot at the time Mm -hmm. but what's he got left in the tank right you'd rather be maybe a year early than a year late for that and you're Still, you know, you're paying for what you think he's going to do, not what he's done in the past. So thank you right. for your service, Fletcher Cox. You're going to trade him, but the key is to designate it a June 1st cut, which is yes. uh, using the rule where you basically cut it. It's close enough to the 2021 season where half of the dead cap penalty will actually go into 2022. So you're splitting the uh, the, the penalties for cutting him before his contract is over between 21 and 22 And that helps you get out of it because the Eagles 2022 cap is actually pretty open and you can borrow from it a little bit. So I'm actually going to do the same thing with Brandon Graham for kind of the same reason. Even if you do end up missing out on a good year or two from him, I think, you know, you've, you've already gotten most of what you're going to get out of Brandon Graham. So Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit okay about cutting him and also Deshaun Jackson. I don't know how much they expect to get out of him. Um, and the only other move that I made here was to cut Derek Barnett. And I think a lot of Eagles fans are actually into that move. He carries no dead cap hit. You save about $10 million off of it. And oh, a lot of people yeah. in Philadelphia aren't majorly happy with him anyways after the season he turned in in 2020. That puts the Eagles with $11 million in cap space in 2021. 2022 is looking great. You can do a lot more restructures. There's a lot more work you can do if you wanted to with uh, kind of kicking Candace down the road and renegotiating contracts. But at least that puts them into a situation where they can find their draft class.
2: Yeah. yeah, it helps when you can save that big chunk of change. It's one of the reasons why the Saints were able to get a little bit of a head start on theirs when they had uh, Drew Brees renegotiate his contract and then sign a new contract for 2021 that knocked his salary cap down to league minimum. That immediately saved $24 million. So if you're able to do something like that out in front with Carson Wentz, obviously, that would help them big time. But we talked through a couple of the more complicated ones that have to get under the salary cap. Now we're going to take a look at a couple others that we both really just thought would be uh, fun to kind of go through and and take a look at. So we'll hit a couple more uh, salary cap fixes here on today's episode of Locked on NFL. And as we go through all of those, we continue to either find ways to mortgage the future or maybe bet a little bit of today on tomorrow with these restructurings. We always want to tell you where the best place Place for you to go to bet a little bit today is going to be and that's over at betonline.ag Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football might be over but the NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing and the MLB is right around the corner betonline even covers awards TV shows and reality TV real time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine and more betonline has you covered on all the news scores and odds and it's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up perhaps best of all so head over to the website or use your mobile device to go to betonline.ag today and get a 50 percent welcome bonus with the promo code locked on when you put down your first deposit that's promo code locked on for that 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts
0: All right, we're talking NFL right now, but football season is actually over. So if you want to keep up with all the other sports, NBA, NHL, et cetera, you can check out Locked On Today with our good pal Peter Bukowski hosting a daily podcast breaking down all the biggest stories with analysis from all our local experts, like always. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, Ross, uh, tell me about – you had a a little bit of fun with – one. of the other teams that's looking to be kind of uh, pretty far over the the salary cap. It's the Las Vegas Raiders currently sitting a little under $19 million uh, that they need to clear against the cap to get CBA compliant. Uh, What's your plan?
2: Yeah, so this one actually was pretty simple. I just traded Derek Carr and then I was done. That was it. (laughs) I traded Derek Carr. That was improved nice. on and off the not. Nah, <laughs> Everything worked out. No, um there there is a way to do this while keeping Derek Carr, which I thought would be the more interesting route to go if Derek sure. Carr does not get traded or does not get moved. Because if he does get traded or then for he, like a quarterback on
0: a similar deal or something. Like
2: right, that. exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. So like if things balance out, I mean he saves you nearly twenty million dollars alone just by being traded. But if he gets traded for somebody of similar value or they don't decide to move on from their There's a couple of other cap saving moves that they can go with. Uh, First of all, one of the ones that we uh, should talk about is Tyrell Williams, the wide receiver, who allegedly is already they're already planning on moving on from him. And so that helps quite a bit because he saves you ten point six million dollars right off the bat if you do indeed move on from from him. And so there is potential to do that. Uh, and then once you have freed up that space, it's you're right around maybe six million dollars over at that point. Uh, there are a couple of things. Let's say that the let's say that the Raiders don't move on from Derek Carr, but they decide that they want to trade Marcus Mariota and give him an opportunity to go somewhere and be a starter. Then that all of a sudden saves them another eleven point four million dollars. That immediately puts them over the salary cap. They could move on from Lamarcus Joyner, who has been. Uh, I'll say subpar, and you have some talented safeties with Jonathan Abrams and in 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 Heath, in and, uh, Eric Harris from old old Canadian football da- guy. Like there are some of those younger, talented safeties that they could potentially choose to roll with instead of Lamarcus Joyner. And cutting Lamarcus Joyner saves you about eight point seven million dollars. And then just for the fun of it, you have the opportunity to do it. You knew I couldn't do this without at least restructuring <laughs> one contract, right? You're addicted. You knew I had to do it. Yeah, it's 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 my caffeine. It's what keeps me going throughout the day. <laughs> uh, and so I went ahead. You and, and Mickey rest- Loomis. That's right, yeah. I went ahead and restructured Darren Waller's contract because Darren Waller has the space oh, yeah. to do that. You know that you're going to be keeping him around anyway. Any of that money that you push into 2022, 2023 – you First of all, know you're probably going to have covered because you're going to have the new TV deal, but also you're yep. going to be able to extend him over time anyway. There's no reason for Darren Waller to go anywhere, so you have the wiggle room to go ahead and extend him or to restructure that. So if you do all of that, including, let's say, trade Marcus Mariota, you've got $13 million in salary cap to start off with. There are a couple of other things you can do, a couple other players that you can move on from. What's the decision on Trent Brown? Do they decide to maybe ask him for a pay cut? Do they decide to move on? on from him which would be tough because all of a sudden that means that offensive line is your number one priority this offseason but that's somebody that could save them somewhere around 14 million dollars or up to 14 million dollars in excess if they wanted to do a little bit more
0: yeah and the thing about like all those like restructures and asking for pay cuts and stuff you know with the the raiders it's a lot of like we are no longer satisfied with this player for that paycheck we're gonna cut it we're gonna allocate that money elsewhere with a restructure like with Darren Waller, all the same stuff. It's a doubling down on that player. Mm -hmm. And that is what I think drove my Rams plan. That's the other team that we're going to do here is the Los Angeles Rams. Because after the Matthew Stafford trade, they look to be like 33 million over the cap. Mm. Uh, So they've got a a lot of work to do because they take a big Jared Goff dead cap hit and they have to take on um, Matt Stafford's whole contract. So what do Mm -hmm. you do here? For the Rams, it's so much easier than it looks. Like for the Eagles, you have to like kind of say, all right, we're gonna restructure this, we're gonna hope we get a trade break. You kind of cut some players. You don't really wanna cut, like Fletcher cut. For the for the Rams. There are three restructures and three double downs that I really want. For one, the bank of Aaron Donald is open for business. I want to restructure. I want to make him a completely untradable asset, right? You want him to retire (laughs) a ram. Right. Um, And and that's the thing about restructures is is to trade Aaron Donald now or to get rid of Aaron Donald in whatever situation where he's like unhappy and he, you know, Deshaun Watson is his way out of the org. That becomes super, super impossible. It's like just not an option that anybody even thinks about. And I like that. And plus, it's like Mm -hmm. a salary advance. So. Players will always love it. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing with Jalen Ramsey, who is phenomenal Mm -hmm. and plays at maybe the most important position on defense outside of uh, Aaron Donald back. Um, And (laughs) I'm also going to do that with Cooper Cup, who I think is an underrated weapon and I think is worth doubling down on in terms of like crafting an offense around what he can do. Um, So they have this interesting situation with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, this duo of wide receivers, both with huge cap hits. Uh, headed into 2021, I think you can trade Robert Woods. For one, he's just a very tradable wide receiver. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he's somebody you can find a partner for. And the reason I'm choosing to trade Robert Woods over Cooper Cup is because I feel like Robert Woods returns more in terms of draft capital. Could be wrong about that. But my feeling is that that Robert Woods and what he offers and what NF, the NFL knows him as would return a little bit more than Cooper Cup would because I feel like... Uh, Robert Woods is just easier to scheme for. Not that the Rams will ever have a problem scheming for Cooper Cup. And I think they should scheme for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like other NFL teams might want Robert Woods more. And so you can clear a ton of cap. You can clear like uh, like 12 million or something like that. And you can probably get like a second round pick back, like something worth something, you know. And uh, that puts them at about $12 million under the cap. And I'm also going to add a million tack on to that with Mm -hmm. Andrew Whitworth, who I I, it's, that's another thing about age. It's what he was fine last year. Is he going to be still be fine next year? If you're a little early on that, how mad are you about it? Save a little bit of money there. You could get rid of Rob Havenstein. You could get rid of Michael uh, Brockers. You could get rid of Tyler Higby, save a bunch of money on all those guys. But I say the Rams don't have to, and maybe they could do that instead of trading Robert Woods or whatever. They've got some options.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I hear what you're saying about Andrew Whitworth, because it's always better to be a year early on that type of a decision than a year late right. on that type. Let of. somebody
0: else get a good year out of him. That's fine. Yeah.
2: You figured out your own thing. Yeah. You know what else I really like being a year early on as opposed to a year late on? No. Car trouble. Ugh. Oh, boy. <laughs> just the worst. That's true, That's good worst. advice. But isn't that true, though? Like, that's absolutely yeah. the right Glad thing. Glad you took care of stuff. That's right. Like, go ahead and get it taken care of. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit more here in just a moment about one of the best dynasty fits to come into the NFL here coming into the 2020 season or 2021 season. But before we get to that, want to let you know about our good friends over at rockauto.com. We talk about wanting to be early on these things as opposed to being late on them. It's absolutely true. When it comes to car problems, I just recently went and got my airbag replaced because we were having oh. some, you know, just to just to be safe, right? Like that's some safety stuff that I don't want to mess with. Yeah. Once you those hit, are nasty. Yeah. Once you hit that mark, I'm trying to get that replaced, and Rock Auto was very very helpful with that because I was able to get the part. I don't know how to do it labor wise, but I was able to get the part cheaper through Rock Auto than I was able to get through the actual uh, repair shop. So it was a great way to go about it. So I just went over to RockAuto.com, typed in my make, my model. Let them know my the year and let them know I was looking for an airbag replacement and they were able to help me find that and then go ahead and I could get that shipped directly to my home. I didn't have to go anywhere to get it, you know, to to look through or anything. I don't even know where you go to look for airbags, if I'm being fully honest, but Rock Auto has got them because they got everything that you could need and more. So I just had it shipped. Brought it to the uh, mechanic who's uh, a friend of ours, and then they were able to replace the, the piece that I was able to bring to them. So it was a great way to save a little bit of money and also make sure that the family is safe when we're in the car. So i really, really, really thankful to RockAuto.com and recommend that you all go and check them out as well, rockauto.com. Go ahead and look for any of the parts that you could ever imagine that you might need for your car or vehicle. Check them out, and don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by riding Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews and so much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network you can subscribe to wherever you find this lovely show. And on this lovely show, it's time to talk about the best di- I'm going to say the best dynasty asset we've seen in a while. And I've got arguments for this, but first I'm going to let uh, let the uh, the fine folks over at Lockdown Dynasty Football set it up.
1: So anybody who's followed me on Twitter knows my thoughts about Kyle Pitts. I believe he is the best tight end prospect to, to enter the NFL since. Vernon Davis, Kellen Winslow, like it's it's been it's been a minute since we've had a tight end like him, and I know the overall success rates for tight ends drafted in the first round has not been very good it, it, over the last decade. However, this is a special tight end. This is a guy who's already one of the best receiving t- tight ends, you know, to, to coming into the NFL because. He can do everything, right, Kate? He's not just a one-dimensional turn around and catch a six-yard pass. You can put him in the slot. You can put him on the outside, and we're seeing him beat first-round corners in the SEC. He can beat zone coverage. He can beat man coverage. He can make plays after the catch. He averaged 18 yards per reception last year. And then on top of that, he has a, a, an insane catch radius. I, I, I just posted a graphic today of all the different styles of catches that he's made. I think he is an absolute superstar. Oh, it was Kyle Pitts. It was always Kyle. Pitts. It was Kyle Pitts.
0: Kyle Pitts all the way down. <laughs> man,
2: he's he's gonna be he's gonna be incredible in the NFL. Man, I'm oh, I'm yeah. very excited about him. What is it? So we we heard a little bit from uh, from Marcus there, a good friend Marcus Mosher, as well as Kate Medjug from over at, or paired up with Kate Medjug over at Locked On Dynasty Football. Uh, so so tell us a little bit about what it is that excites you about. Uh, Kyle Pitts coming into the NFL here.
0: So here's the thing with Kyle Pitts. If you want to evaluate Kyle Pitts on a real-life football level, you have to forget that he has those two letters TE by his name. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what Marcus was kind of getting at. That Like, oh, he's a tight end. You don't forget that he's a tight end because he's going to produce like he's not one. Right. And there are players who are like that. You know, there are Travis Kelseys and George Kittle's in the world that are like worth, you know, high... Assets to acquire at the tight end position, and the reason for that is because they don't pro- like. You think of a tight end, you think of Tyler Higby getting you, five, you know, six seven points a game.
2: <laughs> right,
0: but that's not going to be the case. I, I don't think with Kyle Pitts, especially as a dynasty asset that you can sit on for a while. You can put him at the tight end position and then have that advantage where a, a lot of times it feels like a burden to have to start a tight end and people stream them. And it's like, you kind of have to put one in, but you'd rather it be another wide receiver or another running back or something. Kyle Pitts can be that. And depending on where he ends up, I'm sure he could end up on a team that's like dumb enough to ruin him. But if he ends up somewhere smart, like Kansas City or Los Angeles, somewhere that I, I think Sean Payton could be really smart about it. If mm-hmm. he ends up somewhere, I, the, if those guys like trade up or whatever, yeah, yeah if no, he no. ends up or in an offense like that, somebody, you know a disciple of those places yeah then he can i and he's not used as a traditional tight end you know we think we hear tight end we think a guy that's going to block half the snaps and not really do this. forget that he's a tight end just treat him as like athlete treat him as just skill right. player he's going to catch passes he's going he's gonna to produce he's going to get you yards he's going to get you fantasy points find a way to buy in
2: yeah absolutely he's going to be the next guy after jimmy graham to go out there and Bring litigation on a franchise tag about whether or not he should be credited as a (laughs) tight end or a wide receiver. Like I, 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 I'm very excited about it, and and particularly from the fantasy aspect because just like you talked about, he's basically just like having another wide receiver on on the team. Like that, that's all that he ends up being. I mean, one of the guys that we just talked about in the last segment that we think that a team should double down on Darren Waller. Darren Waller is like the perfect one of the perfect cops. For what Kyle Pitts can be in the NFL, you're talking about a guy with two straight 1,000-yard receiving—well, close to 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Uh, No, two straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons, actually. And then he had over 100 catches last year with 107. He led the team in receiving touchdowns and in in total yards, including also— uh, yards per game and then an also catch percentage, pretty much as mm-hmm. well in terms of guys that actually had a viable number of targets. But he he is that kind of a receiver that can go out there, or, or I guess you could say tied in. But really, like we keep talking about, he's a pass catcher. That's the way yeah. you look at him. That's what he's, he's going to go out there and do. Yeah, and he's he's there, I I think that he's going to do it. I think he's going to have a really really good NFL career as long as like you mentioned, he ends up in the right place.
0: Yeah, and, it, and just looking at it, because I said a bunch that like totally don't have a chance to get him. I love Atlanta. If he ends up in like Atlanta, oh, yeah. you have Matt Ryan, you have Arthur Smith running a very McVeigh esque offense, yeah. uh, you know, running that same offense that, you know, has kind of awakened like Michael Pruitt and stuff in Tennessee. Right. Um, and think
2: about what uh, what Arthur Smith did with John O. Smith last year or the last Exactly. Years, exactly.
0: That would be awesome. And that I, I don't even think Arthur Smith would use him like those guys where those guys were still very much in line, like, sure. you know, run game, helping tight. No, this guy is just going to be an extra weapon to add on to Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones and all those guys. If if he ends up in, in Atlanta or whatever, like that is is the value and I think you're getting the ability to do what you always kind of want to do, which is just start a better wide receiver instead of just like Evan Engram or whoever.
2: He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we're we're grateful that uh we'll, we'll get to see him here within the next uh, couple of months going into the NFL draft. And so maybe definitely somebody to target in your uh, dynasty drafts, your rookie drafts coming up. But if you want to know a little bit more about the possible draft fits for Kyle Pitts or anybody else in this year's draft, make sure you come back for tomorrow's locked on nfl which is going to feature our wednesday nfl draft expert who's going to come by and kick it for a little while with tony wiggins and james Rappian, so be able to get all of that and then continue to listen throughout the week for team building on thursday bets on friday we've got it all for you here on locked on nfl for my good friend luke braun i'm ross jackson you can follow luke on twitter at luke braun nfl myself on twitter at ross jackson nola we appreciate you being here with us and we will holler at you next week here on locked on nfl